the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. Raised from the grave, time to wake up. Active in my faith, time to stay up. Watch me flip the switch like this. Watch me flip the switch like this. What you're putting in your body, because a lot of the times people don't eat meat or whatever because of like, um, health reasons right they want to be like healthier or whatever but it's like then you go get all this box food and processed food and it's like are you really being healthier you know like yeah you're not getting all the stuff from the animal with the hormones and all this other crazy stuff they're putting in it but what what's in that box food that you're eating you know yeah i got a homeboy that went vegan he said that he know for like the first year and a half or something like that that he was super unhealthy because he was just eating junk food. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just was eating all kinds of crap. Yeah, it's, and it's easy to do. It's easy. You'd be like, oh, carbs this, carbs that, carbs this, carbs that. No, like, you cannot be a vegetarian without vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she said that. That, that delivery, veg, yeah, that was, that was, yeah, that was nice. Oh man, okay. Welcome to the Flip the Switch podcast. Where we flip the switch on everything from fatherhood oh, to motherhood, you know, from delays in the in the in the in the conversations. <laughs> it wasn't even him. It was it was it was it was me. I think it, it fixes my connection, but it's okay that we're gonna flip the switch on Wi-Fi connections one day too. I don't know how or who we're gonna do that with. I probably do a study on it. You know, stay. I don't know, but you know, we flip the switch on everything: motherhood, sisterhood, brotherhood, uh, identity, financial freedom. Which brings me to our episode for today, for this week. We are talking about financial freedom. This is part one. Part two is going to be next week. Uh, but we have the great, as Dre would say, we have the great, the Chantel, great Williams. Chantel Williams. How are you today? Thank you guys for having me so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are so- <laughs> no, 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 no. We appreciate it. We you appreciate you. We appreciate you and your kids. <laughs> <laughs> they out here. They they not just making cameos like our kids did. We had a uh, I don't know if you heard the episode, but we had a uh, uh, as I titled it Family Day and Motherhood when we were doing the uh, series on motherhood, and our wives were on, and our kids on both sides. They just came coming in, in and out, and then I just they didn't care. They was in there. So your kids, they just in there. They not making cameos. They here for the whole thing. At least that's what it looked <laughs> like. And I'm with that though, because I love yeah. the kids. They're, they're thinking like, especially my oldest one, she's like ready to do, she helps me do my YouTube intro sometimes. So she's like, mommy, YouTube? I'm like, no, this is not YouTube. Go play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see a video. Drake sent me a video from your YouTube page. And um, it was the one uh, the one where you guys were uh, talking about uh, Father's Day and stuff. The one that okay, you guys yeah. uh, recently did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so her daughter, she be having her daughter. I said, okay, she do it. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? That was encouraging to me because then it's like, if you have to do your podcast episode that day with your kids in the background, it is what it is. You, you know what I'm saying? You, just, you, gotta you, got, you still got to do what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> it's real life. It's real life over here. That's all you're ever going to get from me is the I'm reality of the situation. I'm just here to just like say you can wear many hats and still be successful and still be like, like, mentally stable, physically stable, and like emotionally stable, and you do that, you know, through having, tell them, you do it through God, huh? You got all things, all things are possible through God, that's right, right. tell them, yeah. what's the name? 
what's the baby name? Her name is Aziza. Aziza, that's right. You tell him. I got mm-hmm. God on my side. He said I can do all things. Right. And doesn't Aziza mean something? Four and 13, huh? Yeah, four and 13, huh? <laughs> yep, let's go. Tell him again. Shoot. <laughs> Some people need to hear that like 10 times over. <laughs> and that's crazy because that scripture was actually in my video last night because it says, I can do all. Not some. Not some. Right, right. But Come on. all things. All right, all things. And I love, do you see her? Stop. She's trying to get the tea, okay? Um. So I love that scripture because it's a lot of times um, that I feel like I'm having like bad days, but my husband always says, you don't have bad days. You have bad moments, right? And Ooh, then I'm with it. I'm with Ooh. it which direction you go from there, right? So when you have those bad moments, you got to know the word enough to pull a scripture and an affirmation from the scripture to just say, look, I got this. I can do all things through Christ and strength of me. Like these kids getting on my nerves, but I can do it. You know, I've been invited Mm -hmm. to be on your show and um, these kids are getting on my nerves, but I can do all things. (laughs) Don't make it happen. So thank y'all for y'all understanding I got to slide this in real quick. She is married to Master Splinter. So her oh, husband, yeah? uh, yeah, oh. she can make you into a ninja. And yeah, I, I see what he did with that. That is dope. <laughs> that is dope. Um, now, you know, I, so, I, oh, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Um, so, you know, we uh, usually, <laughs> on our shows, we, we do a highlight of the week. And when we have a guest, we highlight our guest. Um, so, you know, I'm about to highlight you. You know, I got you. Let me tell you a little bit of how we met. Oh, crazy thing. I preached, um, I preached a sermon and after the sermon, I see this beautiful woman come up to me. She got tears in her eyes. Now, Mark, you've preached before. You probably get this. It doesn't matter how many times you preach when someone comes up to you and you can see it on their face. Like they've been impacted by your message. It's humbling. Like automatically. It was like, Oh snap. You know? So she told me that what I was talking about was stuff that she was going through. And then she told me that she wanted to help and connect with, helping out the young adults that she wanted to do nonprofit and stuff like that. I connected with her. She introduced me to the financial game, uh, her business. Uh, when I first saw the word, it got the word revolution in it. When I saw that, I was oh, like, oh, oh. You, you just hopped on that train You talking fast. to me. <laughs> <laughs> talking his love language. Quickly. Nah, not even his know? love language, his purpose language. <laughs> I just came so, up with a new category. <laughs> I don't know when the book gonna come out, but I'm a, the five purpose languages. Yeah, for real. Hey, I'm gonna hey, hey, hold you to that. That sounds pretty hey, dope. It might not be that. the five purpose languages. I don't know if there's five purpose languages, but there's a purpose language. You feel me? So, I, I, I'm so, gonna use Dre as that example when I'm right. <laughs> so, outside of that, I got a chance to know her. And let me tell you, this woman is on fire for God. She's on fire for uh, freeing people's identities, um, whether or not they've been in bondage to to religion, whether or not they've been in bondage to not being able to have financial freedom, and people who are really in bondage to not being able to fully express being a mom and still owning the business at the same time. She elevates all those areas all at once. She has a rising YouTube page, and she's just a wonderful person, man. Y'all about to experience that. Nice. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to have to cash up you after this. For real, you were like, what's your cash up, Pastor? 
I, I appreciate that. And I literally just wanted to say I'm so grateful to be um, on your show to for you guys to open up your platform and share it with me. Um, I want to let you guys know that what you're doing here is super amazing. And right now I'm on a path to greatness and I want you guys to know that so are you. So just prepare yourselves to win and quickly because we serve a God that can do mighty things. And so that's right. just get ready to have your babysitters on deck to be able to clear your schedule. People <laughs> are about to invite you guys on and all the great things that you guys are about to do, the books you're going to be writing. And it's going to be so many people trying to pull you in so many different areas. And God is going to like bless you guys financially and everything is going to be taken care of. So just know that those things are coming and just, just be ready because you guys are great and we serve a great God. And what else can come from that but greatness? Right, right. <laughs> I received that. I received it all. Like every syllable, every pronunciation, every adjunctiation, every bit and piece of that. Like, Dre, why you tell me that should be prophesying, bro? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I ain't tripping. I'm used to it by now, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, nah, I know. I know, I know what I'm saying? Listen to her yeah, you I'm just like, left yeah, that one out. Like, she not, <laughs> like, she, come on, man. You gotta, you gotta let a brother know. That, it's, it's a shift going on right now in in the spirit. And um, y'all, I, I know. watch, watch. We're like, man, on my channel, I do Testimony Tuesdays. So every Tuesday I come on and I talk about the greatness of God. What's the name of your YouTube page? It's called Christian mommy billionaires with a b okay <laughs> it was millionaires at first huh you changed it you was like nah. yeah I had, I had to upgrade you know her vision got expanded it got, it got, expanded. got expanded that's right <laughs> come on crazy. let's go it's, it's crazy because let me tell you guys something so people are already millionaires right the average american makes uh about four million dollars in their lifespan this is coming from a person making about fifty thousand dollars a year living until they're about 80 years old right and mm -hmm. that equals four million dollars so we're already millionaires but it's like what are you doing with your money mm. so that you can live a good life and leave a legacy for your kids and your kids kids so oh, she done started out. early. Uh oh. M millionaire <laughs> mindset. Millionaire mindset. Shout out to Dre. Like we like like we already millionaires. I'm talking about like billionaires. I'm talking about like leaving kids, uh, leaving money for our kids' kids. I'm talking about our kids, right? Yeah. Being trust fund babies. I'm talking about you seeing little black and brown kids chilling at the beach, wondering, oh, no, what, no, what did no. they do? No, my kid is a trust fund baby. Trust <laughs> my kids are the first kids in the generation to be trust fund babies. And every wow. kid after that that comes into the Williams family is going to be a trust fund baby as well. Man, Damn. hey. Preach to me. <laughs> Convict For me. Real. All at the same time. Let's go. I'm with it. Man, that's God. That's yeah. God. Oh, my word, God. The word Keep, says listen. a good man leaves a, an inheritance to his children's children. Right. You know what I mean? Tell, that's what yeah. Tell them. That's not your speaking hey. of God. Yeah, that's, that's... Right. Yeah. Right. i already been convicted on that note, so I'm good today. I'm safe with Dre saying that today because I got convicted <laughs> yesterday. You feel me? I was watching Miles Monroe, and I got convicted then, so, you know, I'm good uh, now. Damn, I can receive that. You feel me? I can receive that. Oh, wait. You listen to Miles Monroe? Yes. 
What? Oh, you oh. Oh. Oh, oh, the kingdom. I was listening to him the other day about um, a pro. I think it was a Proverbs thirty-one wife, but it was talking about um, a wife. But it was it was interesting because a lot of the times when you hear that, it's like a man wouldn't really want to listen to that, right? Because it's for a woman. It's for us to be like, hey, this is how we serve our husband. This is how we serve our community. This is how we serve God. But could you stop doing that, please? But it was actually taught from a point where a man could understand and learn some tangible things to mm -hmm. apply to a marriage as well as a lot of tips for a woman and really breaking the scripture down. Y'all listen to him. Y'all know he goes deep, deep, deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, my God. Yeah, he I has... consider him one of the greatest teachers of all time. Like, he, when I got put on to him, I was like, it, it flipped my life. It changed everything I thought about approaching the kingdom of God. It changed everything. Yeah. The, yeah, the switch in his life got flipped. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, but Miles, Miles Moreau, he used to talk, it seems like, from a lot of the videos I've watched, it seems like he talks a lot more to the men than he does um, everybody else. But I, I believe it's because if you look at how he refers, uh, how he relates men, like men to God, he reminds us that we're not the head, we're the foundation. So he works on that foundation, and if you can get that foundation right, your building will get right. You know what I mean? It's never like get the building right, then get the foundation right. But I'm always working on, like I, in the video that I was just watching yesterday, he said that his church had over 50% of men there. Most churches have way less than that. Way, way less that, than that. Way less. And that's because his focal point is not so much, uh, I'm not knocking the, uh, the churches that's focused on the families or focus on, you know, whatever. But if you focus on that foundation of the men, if you can get the men to come, they'll bring they'll bring their kids. They'll bring their wives. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you can get them to get right, if you can get them to realize, hey, you're the foundation. They're, you know what I'm saying? There's so much value to you because of who you are. And if you can get them to realize their identity in Christ, man. You'll have a you'll have a, a whole a whole church full of families, full mm -hmm. of kids, full of women. Like liter like literally, I my my ministry um is mostly women and then mostly black women at that. And I'm telling you, they they push the ministry forward and they realize having so many conversations with black women, they're like, yo, the the men don't don't move as quick as the women, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. still, they not hit. They they not, not own it like like the women are. So we do gotta figure out how to pour into the men too. Um and he does he does a great job at that. He does a great job at that. But yeah. I'm telling y'all, these 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 women, they be on it. You see Chantel, she be on it, man. Right. <laughs> they be doing their thing. So listen, we we uh we have that wonderful thing called random opinion. And so Chantel, you know, all of our guests, it's always on them. You know, the people, they get to hear from us, you know, beyond just this podcast. They get to hear just me and Dre beyond that. And so, you know, we give our opinions and preferences and all different things. So, you know, we, we make sure that we allow our guests to, you know, have a voice beyond just their stories. So, you know, what what is your opinion about whatever it is? I, we just need to know. We're ready to argue, just so you know. We're ready, We're ready to argue. Um <laughs> Let's do it, guys, because I, I feel like I'm in a season where um, 
I I'm very opinionated. I'm I'm a I'm uh -oh. a mom. I'm a wife. You know, and I've been through a lot of things in my life now where I feel like uh, it's time for me to stand up and speak up for myself because I know who I am now more so than ever. There were times before where I was just like, tell them, yo mama, huh? Yo mm. mama. <laughs> okay. All right. But um, there were times in my life before where I felt like I didn't, I couldn't stand up for myself. Like I wanted to say something, but I was like, look, he's scared or something. But I'm like, no, nah, that's not me. Like I really speak my mind now. So y'all ready? Let's go. Uh -oh. Let's go. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. So wait, you guys have questions? No, no, you no. The, you just you give, give a, random, a opinion. random opinion. Oh, it's, okay. My bad. Okay. So my my uh, random opinion right now. Ooh, y'all. Okay. Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is what I want to talk about. So um, I'm so tired of hearing people say, oh, she's just a stay-at-home mom. Ooh. Oh, oh man. You ain't gonna get no argument from me. So, and I want to talk about this um, from a point of view that, like, because I know a lot of um, a lot of dads are like stay-at-home dads as well. Um, but just a stay-at-home parent. But I'm saying, like, you know, traditionally it's mostly um, the mom that stays home. But like, I feel like people underestimate how much work continuously around the clock goes into being a parent because you don't like don't get me wrong because most of the time if it's one stay-at-home parent the other parent is going out working bringing home the bacon i know my husband does he bring home the bacon he cooked the bacon you know all that whatever right <laughs> i'm with it but which is like vegan bacon right but <laughs> but at the end of the day the spouse going out gets a 30 minute and two 15s at the least, right? I don't get right, a 30 right. minute and 15s. When I'm in the restroom, my kids are in the restroom. When I'm trying to take a nap, <laughs> they're waking me up. You know, if, if I want to sit down and watch TV or something, if I have time to do that, they're coming like, oh, mommy, I'm hungry. I'm like, I just tried to feed you 10 minutes ago and you didn't want to eat the food that I made you. Oh, so, gosh. Yep. You That's the worst. <laughs> Why do people underestimate how much work goes into being a full-time 24-7 mom? I will not argue on that point. I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I know that that's work. I was a stay-at-home dad for a little while. I went through it, and I get it, bro. I, I, I get it. I get it. It, it, it is. And the crazy thing is because you don't even know when to try to sleep. You know what I mean? I was like, do I sleep while he sleep? Do I sleep? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> as soon as he goes to sleep, it's the only time I get to do anything else, you know? It's like, do I work while he sleep or do I sleep while he sleep? And if I do try to go to sleep, he gonna wake me up when he wake up. So, and I get, and that was just one baby. You know what I mean? And so you, you taking care of both right now. And yeah, I get it. I get it. My dad, he he was not he wasn't so much a stay at home dad. He just he, when when my mom and dad had me and my brother, and then my sister eventually came. My dad was working graveyard shift, so he was home during the day with us. So I I wouldn't say he was so much a stay at home dad, but having that stay at home experience with the kids, being with them, you know, during the day and all that stuff, like 
you know what I'm saying? He said that's the toughest job in the world. Um, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic and empathetic to it because even though my wife is stay at home and I'm not, I know what my kids are like when it when it's me and my wife at, at home together. Mm-hmm. And again, like I was telling y'all before we, you know, before the episode started, my youngest man, like he is something else. So I know if he's like that with both of us at home, when I am Imagine, going, right? it's like, I know it's difficult because we both struggle at home with trying to deal with him and deal with his brother and then having, you know, my, my infant daughter at, at the same time. Like, cause he could be going and then my daughter starts up maybe cause she needs something or whatever. Cause she doesn't, she's not a cry baby. She just, you know, she lets you know when she needs something. Other than that, she's good. But if like, maybe my youngest son and my oldest son are uh, arguing or something. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot. So I empathize and sympathize with, with stay-at-home parents, um, moms, dads, you know, because I see from the, the, that, I see from the perspective of, I see how my kids are when we're both here. So I know it's, you know what I'm saying? I see the struggle that my wife goes through when I am, when I am home. So I know it's even more difficult when I'm not because I can't help her. You know what I mean? I can't help her through the struggle. So, you know what I mean? Um, but I will say this. I, I think people misunderstand and 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 and, and um, there's a misconception about stay-at-home parents because people are not parents. And for the parents that do have that misconception, because they have never really experienced what it's like to even be home just a little bit with them. You know what I mean? Like, see, me, I... Like there have been times when my wife she she's been gone for like two to three hours or whatever, or even longer, and I've had to deal with my kids, you know what I'm saying? Like by myself. So it's like, oh, okay, I kinda better understand what you're telling me. Because yeah, I've had to for a little while. No, I'm just kind of No, but it's just you know what I'm saying? I, there, there's been a few times where I've had to be at home with them long enough to get insight. And, and have an understanding of what my wife is actually talking about when she says certain things. So now, because I've had those experiences, I'm like, okay, when she tells me certain things, I already know. Like, yeah, okay, it's a struggle right now for her. She's really dealing. She ain't even got to explain the whole uh, the whole situation. But you know, so I, I I definitely won't argue that. I thought I was gonna you know argue today, but mm, I guess not. I ain't arguing that. I, I so, was ready to argue. So, so to all you husbands <laughs> and fathers out there, do not be insensitive to your wives if they are staying right. home. Moms, y'all don't get it. <laughs> y'all right. just don't get it. It's okay, okay if you so don't get let, it. Just well, let me that. ask you this thing really quick though. Like, why do you think? Um, like, well, you answered that question. So, what are some things that you guys do then to help your wives out? Um, to give them a break on a regular you want to answer that first or basis. Uh, well, so my situation, my situation is a little bit different. Um, my my wife works overnight, and she works overnight, and then she's at home with them while I'm at work. So when I come home from work, then I take over probably for like about an hour until she goes back to work again. So our schedules are kind of crazy. Uh, but I make sure on my off days that she gets to sleep. A lot of days I'll take them with me um, somewhere. Just it don't matter where we go, right? We couldn't really go many places during the quarantine. But I'll just take them with me somewhere, or I make sure that you know I'm not busy 
at least for the first like four to six hours throughout the day so she can finally sleep because I realize how especially my son is as soon as she comes home from work she's trying to she's tired and he's up he wakes up around that time you mm. know what I mean so I, I the, the most that I try to do is at least give her that experience for those moments but I know it's nothing compared to her being at home with them you know for hours and hours after work you know what I mean but uh, we had to hit, we had to have this schedule for the moment because we couldn't afford babysitting. So that's that's the only thing that I can do. But if I, if there's something else I could do, I'm willing to learn. If you got some, if you got something you can tell me right now, I'll do it. Definitely, you got to check out some videos on my YouTube channel because um, I have some content about that, and it's crazy because I I thought we may have a little bit of a debate here, but it does sound like like Mark was saying, you guys are on my side. I just don't know why when I'm talking to some people, it just feels as if they think that like being a stay-at-home mom is so easy like when I was growing up I remember filling applications out for like college and stuff and they would say well what's your mom and then I was like a homemaker or whatever and you know back then I think it was a little more common but like I don't understand why like when a homemaker would go back into the work field it would be looked at as like less than because when you're a homemaker you're doing everything like my mom used to hand make our costumes like she used to make sure you know you have to do scheduling you know you have to like cook you have you, you you're doing everything and so I just don't understand why some people just don't understand why um like how much work goes into it and then I feel like they just like undermine that because it's hard you don't get a break mm -hmm. you're constantly overwhelmed you're stressed out and i'm just i don't understand like i don't know why people don't get it but like you said like some people haven't lived it and even me like this is going to sound a little crazy but like i said i'm gonna be real with you guys right i always knew that being a stay-at-home mom like took a lot but i was just like i didn't i didn't really think it took that much and this is coming from somebody who has a degree in child development somebody who works in daycare centers somebody who like i always have my nieces and nephews with me like always like overnight for the summers everything but when you step into being a parent mm -hmm. it's different right it like is way different. yeah it is different before. it is different it's, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of work. And I'm just saying, like, I don't ever want to hear anybody say, hey, she's just a stay-at-home mom or he's just a stay-at-home dad because you're literally doing everything. You're staying up late. You're going to sleep late. You're not... And um, Dre, like, what you were saying, right? It's like, do you sleep when they sleep or do you work when they sleep? People Man. <laughs> Oh, sleep when they sleep. Like, if they, if no, it is not that easy. <laughs> like, nah. and then I got this little one right here, and it's like, right now, I can't do nothing because she's a breastfed baby. She's spoiled. spoiled she came out that way. And then it's like, you have to hold her and play with her, and all you have to constantly give her attention. And it's like, I can't, when I, when I try to sneak out of the bed to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'm sneaking out like a cheating man trying to. <laughs> to the bathroom so I don't wake her up. Oh, <laughs> go oh, like a god. <laughs> hey, no, I like that that's <laughs> I'm done. Hey, that that's, Yo, that's you just you just flip the switch on stay at home moms. You flip the switch. Yeah, on for that. real. I'll give you that. <laughs> that. Yeah, man. That that's wow. 
Dang, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say this uh, before we get into our questions and everything. Um, for me, uh, one, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be flat out honest. Uh, my wife had to like practically go off of me a few times uh, initially when when um, I think it was after my my second son was born um, because the, the 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 workload basically um, for being a stay at home mom between both of my boys was way more rougher after my first son was born and after we moved to where we are now it was. It was almost like a, a easy peasy thing for her because it was just yeah. my oldest son and he's one, he'll go play by himself. You ain't got to bother him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he'll let you know when he want to play with you. But for the most part, it's just, I'm here. I'm good. You can do whatever you want. I'm good, mommy. Right. I'm good, daddy. Like he not, he not, you know what I'm saying? Like in our face constantly. And uh, he's not a demanding child. He doesn't demand a lot of attention from us like at all. So it was like, Everything is easy. She can clean up with no problem. She can do whatever she needs to do for the day, no problem. Um, when he go to sleep, she can go to sleep or whatever. Or she put him, down, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a lot easier. Next, man, that dude, he come in the house. <laughs> it was like, have y'all have, have seen Boss Baby, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. You're talking about your second baby, though, right? When the second yes. baby. Yes. Yeah. He was Boss Baby. Yeah. He was Boss baby like it was like you gotta be kidding me this is not right. a real thing like that's just a movie right. right no this is this can become a reality for some parents this was like yo so um and it was a lot of stuff that uh i was dealing with and going through and 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 so i wasn't always like available at home maybe emotionally or mentally uh like this has got to be home but just like you know i would be kind of checked out so it was rough for her, and she's looking like, yo, like, I need help. You're not coming home and helping. you kind of just coming home, being here physically, but I wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't mm -hmm. present. And so I had to learn how to be present with my wife. Now I'm present. Now, you know what I'm saying? She told me I'm good to have a good husband. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. Uh, you know, we good. But just, it, it was it was, it was, was tough at first not to learn, like, yo, you can't just, um, you can't just check out whenever you have a family now. We're gonna probably have to do another children. episode about how to be present at home because I think a lot of oh, men yeah. are dealing with that. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have to do that. That could probably be a conversation with you know with us or whatever. But, um, but I would say what I things I've done to help my wife in the process of it all is you know sometimes I take my kids out. Um, not now, I don't, because it's, it's three of them. I don't, that's too much, you know what I'm saying? We hey, live upstairs. Get your kids in the car. <laughs> no, 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 hold on. Wait a minute, <laughs> boy, you got to get on me. I'm sorry, I'm Wait speaking up here for all the wives out there. <laughs> Give sorry. me a minute, let me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this was a trick question. She ain't, she ain't <laughs> Listen, no, 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 it's not that. It's, what it is is that, um, because she breastfeeds my daughter, so... What happens is sometimes I'll go down to my parents' house. That's about a about an hour drive, so it's about an hour drive there, hour drive back, give or take a few minutes. Um, so while I'm down there, uh, if I'm gonna be down there for longer than you know that or whatever, usually just when I take that drive, she's just like, "Well, you know, just take the boys with you. We good." Um, right. 
right now my daughter's in this phase where she kind of just keeps waking up every hour or every so it's like man like she won't like she won't stay asleep throughout the night no more she just like i don't know it's, it's she there's some type of phase she's going through i don't know if it's teething or what it is but she just not you know she's not really staying asleep like she used to um but I, I you know even before my daughter was born i would take my boys out sometimes and just you know drive around for a little bit or whatever or go take them somewhere by myself for a few hours. I think there was one time, once or twice, I took them to Chuck E. Cheese, just me and them, um, you know what I'm saying? Just different things like that where, you know, I would take them out the house or I'd just like, hey, if she wants to go rest or whatever, or she could go get her nails and feet done and kind of just hang out by herself. She'd go to the mall. i keep the boys here and stuff like that. And she'd kind of go do her thing and whatnot. So, I mean, I did, I got to a point after I finished checking out, I got to a point where basically pretty much whatever she asked me to do, I, I you know, I applied that so that she could have um, some breathing time to herself and quality time with herself and stuff like that. So, um, you know, from, from a male perspective, I was, you know, for all the men out there that's maybe trying to figure out what is my wife, what is my girl, whatever, what is she saying to me? I ain't getting it. Listen, if she tell you she need a break, what okay ask her what is the break that she need you know what I'm saying what kind of break does she need do you, are you trying to go to sleep break are you do you need to get out the house break do you, you need me and the kids to get out the house break you know what i'm saying like it's different types of breaks that i'm still learning about because yeah. it don't always translate that way to me it's like you say you made a break but i'm used to you doing it this way but i don't get it but you know what i'm saying but right. we gotta ask you know what i'm saying because right. Y'all women, y'all don't always spell it out for us. And most of the time we need to spell it out. So we gotta, we gotta tell y'all, we gotta tell y'all, hey, I need you to spell it out for me. Or do you, are you talking about this? Or are you talking about that? What are you specifically talking about? Cause y'all would just kind of say a general statement. Right. And a lot of those times, those are wrong. Like y'all say something uh, general and we need specific. And then times when y'all say specific, all we need is general. So it was weird. But you know what I'm saying? We got to try to find a way to meet in the middle. But I'm saying for the men, because we lead, we have to learn how to ask. We have to learn how to communicate better so that way we can receive what we need better. You know what I'm saying? So, um, dang, yeah. So that was that was a good, that was a good random opinion. I like that one. I, I don't mind uh, agreeing. <laughs> that, that was very beautiful. And in closing, I just wanted to say that um, I love that communication barrier that you said. It's just like, hey, when when you, I feel like when you communicate with your spouse, you leave no room for miscommunication. I feel like us as women mm. do this mm. a lot. It's like we have a problem with our husband or boyfriend or whatever, and we telling our we don't tell everybody, but we'll tell our best friend like, girl, he doing whoop 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 whoop, and it's like, well, look, did you talk to your man about it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> going on. And I love the fact that you asked those questions like, hey, babe, you said you need a break. What kind of break does that look like? I love that. And at the same time, I feel like it's for us as women, right? If I'm the stay-at-home mom and my husband is the provider, he goes out, he grinds, he's helping people all day. Like, what am I doing to give him a break? Because his work is not... Oh. <laughs> See, we not even um, going to be talking about financial freedom today. <laughs> She's trying to free some marriage. No, but that's, that, but that's a good point. It's like at the I same time, because we we have conversations about that off and on. It's like, you know, as men, especially when we're trying to build some something big, like when we got mm -hmm. our mind on legacy, we need support yeah. too. You know what I mean? And yeah, it, it, yeah we need that. 
And Good. even though I just always think like, even though he doesn't have the kids with him all the time and he doesn't get a break from the kids, he always has clients calling him, business partners calling him, new people calling him. And he loves it. He loves what he does. Um, but at the same time, it's mentally draining. And when you, and when you're mentally drained, you can easily get physically drained. Right. So I'm just thinking no matter what work that your husband does, when he goes out, he's going to need a break too. So it's all about like communication and scheduling and figuring out, Hey, when can mommy get a break? And then when can daddy get a break too? You know, like how great mm -hmm. you're saying, like you and your wife do that. You know, you guys just figured out whatever it was. Um, so at the same time, you have to be conscious as a wife and conscious as a husband to make sure you guys are getting what you need in, in the relationship, including breaks. And it's okay to say, hey, I need help from, from both yeah. sides, you know? Yeah. This is going to turn out to be a three-part series for the financial freedom thing. Like, so <laughs> we just going to record and get it done, and then, you know what I'm saying? We'll just break it up in parts. That's fine. Um, but since you brought that up, I was going to start with something else, but since you brought that up, um, tell us about your, your rise to entrepreneurship and, you know, how was it impactful for, you know, for your life, especially from a financial standpoint? Oh, wow. Okay. So my path to entrepreneurship. Um, wow. That, that, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I want everybody to know that, um, <sighs> I'm sorry. God is just, oh, God is just oh, amazing. So um, I want everybody to know that whatever it is that you want to do in life, that's God that put it there because he's the mm -hmm. one that created us, right? So if you want to do hair or, you know, you want to do real estate or whatever it is, that burning desire that's inside is because God put it there. For me, I always knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't really know how to get there. Now, coming from a single family household, a welfare, food stamps, I'm talking about the food stamps, the paper ones, where you had to like- <laughs> Remember them? The OG I stuff, them. the OG. My mama used to have to hustle them for extra cash sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like you have to stand in front of the grocery store and like sell your food stamps. Like, uh, I remember taking the food stamps to the store and you had to spend maximum a quarter so that you can get changed. So we used to go to all the different stores and buy like a pack of now laters, you know, two for 25 right you get 75 <laughs> money you can actually go to the wash house or you know whatever it is else that you gotta do right so i mean we hustle we was hustling growing See, up that's why i love chantel man she came from the mud man she get it yes like we we struggle man you know people always like in the corporate world they like to just say hey just say that you came from humble beginnings i'm like no baby i came from east oakland where the youngsters get hyped right like, come on tell <laughs> like, like, my story is just is crazy so yeah my mom was straight living the street life and she was just doing whatever she had to do young and beautiful and young and wild and free but when she found out that she was pregnant she quickly turned her life around and um decided to just you know hey i'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom i'm gonna take i'm gonna take care of my kids and do whatever it is that i have to do so um my mom I was the first in my family to graduate from high school, right? 
My mom didn't graduate, my dad didn't, but my mom kept telling me like, yo, um, go to school, go to school, go to school. That's what everybody said, go to school so you can be successful. I knew I wanted to take care of my family. I knew I wanted to help other families. And you know, I had daddy issues because my daddy wasn't there, always talking about he was gonna come get me and never did, whatever. But, but anyhow, um, See, I take my life serious. I'm not just dressed from the top up. I, I'm, you know. I feel it. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> but um, anyhow, sorry. Um, I have to stand up. But um, okay. So basically, I was the first in my family to graduate from high school, and then I did a little bit of junior college when I was in high school because I was like independent studies. Uh, but I decided that I needed to get out of Oakland because that's where I'm originally from, the Bay Area. All my oh, friends okay. were like dying young i'm talking about like in junior high high school they were going to jail getting like life sentences for like 25 with an l i'm talking about when we hadn't even like graduated from high school or they were becoming teen moms and i'm not saying anything against anybody right um because that's i'm not judging but i did not want that lifestyle for myself so for me i just need a fresh start so um by the grace of god my best friend um tiffany at the time she was like yo let's go to la and i'm like i'm with it we came out here to la it literally took us like three times to like get it right because in la you definitely need a car you can't be like without no car Um, (laughs) i couldn't i know people that still catch the bus to this day grind hustle do what you gotta do baby but for me chantelle williams i couldn't do it together um i graduated from college um i got my dream job you know corporate nine to five monday through friday got a good salary right by the beach i was taking care of my mom i had a mercedes benz like i'm just like oh i'm living my life i'm at the club i'm driving back and forth to the bay area shout out highway five and i'm just like (laughs) my life right then all of a sudden my mom gets sick and so I had, I was in grad school at the time. I went to my boss and I was telling him like, hey, I've been here for a couple of years now. You know, I'm a solid individual. And what can, what can you guys do? And they basically were saying like, okay, go ahead, finish your degree. And when you're done, like we can give you a raise. But as for now, it's like they couldn't modify my schedule or anything, right? So well, to make the longest story short, I ended up graduating waiting for my degree you guys to come in the mail so i can take the paper to my boss and i take it to him and he's like oh sorry we can't do anything right now we're actually on a higher freeze which was straight bullcrap because nepotism was going on and in case people who are listening don't know what nepotism is because at one point in my adult life i did not know what it was basically they were hiring people that were related or knew people that already worked there. But when mm-hmm. it came time to give me my raise, where I had already been there for a couple of years, that did not happen. So anyways, I was really mad. I fell into a deep stage of depression. And, ooh, I was trying not to say that word. I try not to say that word because I don't even claim that no more. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, all my friends stopped talking to me, y'all, because I was that negative. When they called me, I was negative, Nancy. I had one friend in my life who, when I caught them, they would always say, okay, well, tell me three good things about your day. And when I told them that I did not have nothing, they would say, okay, well, you said like you're, you're the only one taking care of your mom. 
what if your mom did not even have you? And I was like, wow, like my mom wouldn't have nobody. So slowly but surely, I started working on myself. I stopped wearing the baggy jeans and t-shirts. Um, I asked this person, hey, why are you so positive all the time? So they invited me um, down to their office. I went in and um, I fell in love with the people there and the company and like what, what their mission statement was. And I learned like all this stuff about like finances and like um, tips and tricks and things that I should have known a long time ago. And this is like after graduating with a degree in business, taking financial courses and all kind of things like that. But I didn't learn what I learned in this quick, like 30 minute um, education seminar. So it was crazy. So I signed up right away. What do I have to do? My attitude changed, my mind changed. And that person that introduced me into the company actually became my boyfriend. And, you know, we started courting. And then he became my husband. And so, Aziza, y'all know these breastfed babies is different. <laughs> um, so, I would say um, it really was important to me because at the time, I was looking for some life insurance for my mother because um, my best friend, her grandmother passed away. And when she did, like she had a small policy, but we literally had to like find money to finish paying for her services, right? And we're thinking like, like when we initially started talking about it, she was saying, oh my grandmother, everything is paid for, we don't have to worry about it. But when the insurance company sent us a check, right? It wasn't enough to barely cover the cost to bury her. This was not including the services and um, the plot, like, you know, the, uh, what is that? The tombstone that goes on the top and everything. So it really opened my eyes. And I was like, when my mom passes away, since I was the main breadwinner in my family, I knew it was going to fall on me. Now my mom had a lot of health issues. So I was going around and looking and I couldn't find anything. So, um, well, Jermaine, which was which is my now husband, but back then he was just a friend helping me out. He found a policy that wasn't gonna cost me an arm and a leg that would cover everything that I needed and so that I can take a little trip. Cause you know, when your mama pass away, if you have a good relationship with your mama, you gonna lose it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, just to go away and everything was set up. So I was like, I really like this. Like, I love this. So I learned about the products. I learned how they help. Like I learned about, you know, the, basically the secrets that the affluent and wealth, wealthy people know. But I loved it because the mission statement is to take that to the middle class of people and basically everybody else and show and, and educate, 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 educate. I'll say that again. I love educating people because a lot of people are out here talking about oh you got to stay woke you got to stay woke but in order to stay woke you first have to wake up right and so the only way you wake up is with knowledge but knowledge is not really knowledge until you apply it right mm -hmm. so i get to walk people on an individual basis through that phase everybody is different everybody needs a different plan so i get to educate and then activate and then see it come to fruition. Like, that's dope. And to know that, like, I was a part of that, that just really, that just really sets my heart on fire. That's what's up. That's what's up. 
I think um, you being able to come like from the corporate world into uh, entrepreneurship that like that makes your story um, much more unique because like the things that were like society pushes us to, you know what I mean? Get your degree, make sure you get that type nine to five and then climb that ladder. That kind of stuff, you're like, nah, I experienced that and that that didn't bring me fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? I had that. <laughs> right. Most people, you know, say that, like me, I say that without experiencing the corporate experience. You know what I mean? So I didn't even experience it. But now you, but your story even helps me because it's like, okay, now I know for sure I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see it now, you know? So yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, let me ask. Let me let me ask you this. What's your what's your definition of financial freedom? And then why I mean I, I figure you probably answer it, but you can probably give a more specific answer to it. You know, um what's your what's your definition of financial freedom and then why is it, you know, so important to you? Um <laughs> I'm sorry guys. My kid is over here taking all her clothes off. I don't know if anybody else has <laughs> my daughter. Yeah. So, like, they close on, so I'm like, what is wrong? It's with my <laughs> I'm like, why is your shirt off? Why are your pants <laughs> off? It's just right. random. Why? why? Especially, like when it happens in the car when you're driving, like they're fully dressed, right? And then you get out the car, they got socks off, shoes off. <laughs> shoes off. <laughs> right, right. What? Oh man. I'm just trying to run at Target right quick. Like I gotta oh, stop. Okay, I sorry. Thought, I thought my baby was the one addicted to nudity. So okay, I ain't the only one. I'm nah. Like, okay, I'm glad. There's always that. one. If there's multiple kids. There's gonna be at least one that's the A. I'm free, free. Because <laughs> like, okay, sorry. Let's stay focused. <laughs> Can you re-ask me one more time? <laughs> what is your definition of financial freedom, and then why is it so important to you? Okay, my definition of financial freedom, um, so it's different for every person and individual, and that's why I love what my husband and I do, uh, which, by the way, definitely follow him on Instagram. Um, his name is Jermaine Williams. He's the only Jermaine. It's J-E-M-A-Y-N-E Williams. But um there you go, plug your husband. I like that. For real, I'm with it. <laughs> free plugs, free plugs for everyone. Hey, it's no me without him. Like, period. Like Come you know, on. for real. You should, uh, at his uh, handle or whatever in my Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, because literally everything, he's my mentor, man. I look up to this man so much. So the definition of financial freedom is different for every person. And that's why I love it because everybody's different. Like what makes me happy is not going to make you happy necessarily. And what mm -hmm. my goals are for the future financially are going to be different from your goals. But I feel like if I may say when I was in corporate and say my husband wanted to wine and dine me for a three-day weekend and it caused uh, me to have to try to request the day off on a Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying anything against anybody, but I'm grown. I don't want to have to go to somebody else that's grown <laughs> and say, hey, 
Uh, my yeah. husband wants to take yeah. me out for the weekend. Can I please? Can I have the day off? No, I'm grown. I don't have to do that. Like when I got sick uh, because of my um, my first trimester of pregnancy took me out. I couldn't eat anything, couldn't drink anything for like three months. Right? I was in and out the hospital. Now I had a job and I had to get this time off. But my husband was already an entrepreneur. And he was working for himself. So he didn't have to go into Costco where he used to work and be like, hey, my wife is sick. I need to be in the hospital with her around the clock or she's sick. I need to take care of her. Like for me, that's financial freedom because we do because of the direction my husband has taken our family. We do what we want to do when we want to do it for how long we want to do it. And if we don't want to do it, we don't do it. Oh, man, let's go. <laughs> this is a highlight. This is a promo right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So that's literally what my husband does every day. He gets to help people attain whatever their financial freedom uh, goals are. You know, so that I mean, I think if anybody kind of had a choice, right, which which one they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They they probably would choose that. I mean, we do still need uh, employee-minded type of people, so that's fine um, to make the world go round. But, I mean, to be financially free, that's up to the individual. But I think everybody would love to be able to make their own choices, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. And as a grown-up, not have to ask nobody. Like, that's yeah. that's fact. See, that, that's why I asked it the way that I, uh, I phrased it, because um, even though I didn't have a full understanding of why I'm asking it, what is your definition of financial freedom versus what is the definition of financial freedom? I figured, you know, it was, hey, it's going to be different for everybody. I didn't have yeah. that full understanding. But then when you broke it down the way that you did, I was like, ah, yes, that's why I asked it that way. Because everybody's different. Everybody doesn't have uh, an issue with working a nine to five and then coming home to their family and doing all that stuff. And for them, financial freedom is as long as I'm not in debt, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, financial debt as far as owing people money. So it's like, you know, like you said, it's a different, uh, there are some some very much similar uh, similarities in that, but you know what I'm saying? Like that that ultimate definition is like you said, it's, it just depends on the person. Everybody's going to define it differently. Um, so yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I, I've, I've really realized, especially from what you're saying, how much correlation there is between wealth and time. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to go to the gym when I want to. I want to be able to, like, not do nothing if I don't want to. And when you don't have wealth, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Your your time is spent trying to make money to make more time. And it doesn't usually happen that way, right? Yeah. So I I get it, man. I get it. Financial wealth is is is, is is a... difference maker for real mm-hmm. yeah it's different yeah, all the time um, one thing i wanted to add too is a lot of people have this like misconception that um getting out of debt is super important and i'm not saying that it's not but mm. what i'm saying is you gotta pay yourself first i'll repeat that you gotta pay yourself first because i'm sorry i have to share this um, mm-hmm. you, you need to pay yourself first because more recently with all the Black Lives Matter and everything going on with that, I literally been trying to educate myself more on the situation. And I was watching the Sandra Bland um, documentary. I don't know if uh, you guys had a chance to check that out. No, I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet either. It, it was on, I think, like Netflix or Hulu, one of those two. Mm-hmm. I think and it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. So um, I was watching it and 
it really saddened me like, oh God, I'm like trying not to cry right now. But um, I was looking at it from a standpoint of like educating myself on what really happened with her, which we still don't know, right? Mm -hmm. But I was watching and when um, Sandy was in jail, she called her family, right? And she told her family, hey, I need 500, I believe it was $500 to get out of jail. Giselle, she needs $500 to get out of jail. Now, when she called her sister, her sister was like, hey, I have $100. My, my bills are about to be due, my rent and stuff, but um, let me call you back. Now, for the record, I know her family was going to get her out. You know, it's just, you know how it is. I've been there too when I have family members in jail and stuff. You got to get everybody together. Hey, who got 100 Who got 20 Who got five on it? Whatever. And you hustle that money up and you get your family out, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I'm not saying anything to disrespect her family, but if she would have been bailed out like right away because the money was there, possibly things may have could have been different. And again, I don't mean any disrespect to mm -hmm. any family because I'm looking at it as like educating, like how can I help other people not be in situations like that before, situations like that, how I was in before, right? Yeah. So it's like, if I can help someone come up with like some type of emergency fund where they did have uh, money saved up to where like, if you do get like a flat tire or something like that, you end up like spending um, from your emergency fund versus swiping your credit card and like getting into debt, right? Mm -hmm. So if I can help people do things like that, then that really makes a difference in the world, right? With all this yeah. crazy going on if you just had extra money to kind of like uh not be able to work with the economy going bad and people losing their jobs and their careers and not being able to not only pay their rent but getting evicted from their houses not being able to buy food for their children not even be able to do the bare necessity things of life and mm -hmm. so that all comes with financial planning and that's a part of being financially free is saving and having that mindset of like hey i need to put money away for myself instead of paying these debtors off first you know yeah. right that was like kind of right. like a answer but no that's that's about to bring me into my next question um, but I want to say this real quick too, because I think that you you opened up something from that I was just watching recently. Uh, the guy Bob Johnson, who used to own BET, um, you know, he's one of the I think the first black billionaire uh, actually listed, um, and he was talking about you know uh, the issues that's been going on in America, and he said when you really look at like some of the victims, right, uh, Mike Brown over uh, cigarellos, uh, you know. George Floyd over supposedly a fake $20 bill. Uh, Freddie Gray over selling Lucy's. You know what I mean? He said that's like less than $40 over three deaths. Now, I'm not saying that it had, it was directly correlated with money, but would you be trying to steal cigarellos if you had over $100,000 in the bank? Would you be selling Lucy's if you had the right amount of money in the bank? Because he was arguing for reparations. But he was saying, like, really, if you change the, the financial freedoms of our people, then a lot of the situations wouldn't even occur. You know what I mean? You wouldn't, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be forced to do certain things because of poverty. And I know even in my life, there's a lot of crime, a lot of bad things that I did because of poverty. You know what I mean? So I, I, I get it. I get it. And it, it really does make a change in how you approach situations that could be dire you know what i mean that could end yeah. your life 
you just brought up a whole uh, topic for uh, conversa conversations with Mark and Jay. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> I wanted to get into it now, but we got to, you know what I'm saying? We have a goal. Okay, here. I'm sorry, guys. Like, no, no, not guys, you, no, you. no, no. It's something that Dre cool. brought up. And I wanted to jump into that, but then that would take us way left field. We would never get to the goal. We would never meet the goal for this episode. So, so let me let me ask my question real quick. Then, um, what is your most trusted um, method on spending and saving? Like, what do you do? Um, my most trusted trusted method on spending and saving. So definitely when it comes to spending, I'm actually doing a 30-day um, no-spending challenge. And Whoa. so I encourage everyone <laughs> to do that. Um, obviously, Oof. groceries, you're going to get groceries. But mm. look at your refrigerator. Look at your cupboards, your cabinets, and figure out, like, put those meals together, right? Those are, like, some of the best meals, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but figure out... Like, it sounds so dumb and cliche, but, like, when you think about buying something, like, do you want it or do you really need it? Like, you think you need a pair of black slacks or whatever because you're about to start going back to work, but, like, go through your closet, figure out if you have it already, and then if you really need it, then buy it. Um, and I think a lot of the times, ooh, which I can say this, especially for us women, like, with COVID going on, we ain't been able to do our hair or nails, get those, you know, spend money on doing those things, right? What mm -hmm. are you doing with that money that you wasn't spending? Mm. <laughs> For all the guys out there who normally, like, will go to the barbershop or, like, you know, buy the new J's or whatever it is, you didn't buy them because you know you ain't going nowhere, you can't get a haircut because ain't nobody cutting hair, right? Mm -hmm. But what are you doing with that money that you were saving the gas money people are not driving gas driving around so it's not as much gas um mm -hmm. but i'm i'm saying this and like i said i'm gonna be real i'm looking at my bank account for the past few months and since i've been inside i'm like oh my god i've been buying so much stuff online <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so Them online sales went up yeah, like, and I'm real. So here's the thing. Together, I want us to do this 30-day challenge of like, hey, I'm not spending no money. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm on a site called OfferUp, and I'm selling like a bunch of stuff, all my kids' toys and stuff that's too little. I've donated a lot of things and just trying to like declutter my house, my life, and my mind and get some more money um, back, on my, um, back on my savings account. Now, here it is. So you're a lot of people save money, meaning they just prevent themselves from spending it. But then where are you saving it? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Putting it in the bank. So you're like, hey, I didn't get my hair and nails done now. So when COVID is over, the nail shop is back open. I'm going to get a full set. I want all the rhinestones. I want, you know, all the designs, <laughs> everything. I want paraffin wax you know what I mean like are, are you just like going to splurge it now or are you saving it for your kids college fund for a family vacation that you want to do now that everything is back open are you putting it somewhere where it can actually build some interest that means you put in that means like just for example you putting in like a hundred dollars and then you getting 200 out you know what I mean like that's mm -hmm. just an example like so, you are helping me and convicting me at the same time. For real. <laughs> like, strongly convicting me. Like, okay, Jesus, I hear you. I, I'm with it. All right. My bad. <laughs> so, if you definitely, if you need help, 
holler at me, holler at my husband. Cause like I said, like we literally will sit with you uh, on an individual basis, but mostly we work with, you know, couples. If, if you are a couple and we sit with both of you guys together, talk about your short-term plans, your uh, midterm plans and your long-term plans. Cause you should have money in all different places, depending mm -hmm. on what your goals are, you know? And that's not to say that like, Hey, you can't have money to still get your hair done or get your nails done. But if you want, if you want to open up um, the first black-owned beauty shop in Inglewood or whatever, uh, which I think there's already one, but whatever it is that you want to do, and you're trying to meet that goal within two years, but you're sitting there and you're spending your money on like In and Out and the mall and eBay, Amazon you're not going to reach your goal in that two years because you're playing, you playing, you playing yourself. You're playing yeah. yourself. You, when you spend your money frivolously, you and your family, you're the only person that that's hurting. You know? Yeah. Man. You know what? I'm putting a filter on the people Dre bring home because... <laughs> You know what? I, I got to it's the spirit of God and it's the spirit of my husband. I'm telling you, I have that. <laughs> no, it is. No, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with it because it is. It's, it's, it's a, it's a. Uh, in all honesty, I, I love conviction as much. I'm, I joke around a lot when you know I get convicted with, with people I know. Like Dre, I tell you, I, I, I told Dre. I think that was like was last week or the week before. I was like, Dre, leave me alone. Like just. Stop talking to me, shut up, you know what I'm saying? Cause, and he's my brother, he's my friend, he's my brother, so I can talk to him like that. But he knows, like, I really don't mean to stop talking. I'm actually, right, that's right. me starting off to say, thank you for that, I actually needed that, you know what I mean? Like, I realized some things when you said that. Um, so I, I, I am definitely appreciative of God giving us conviction, you know what I'm saying? Because that, I was like, okay. It, so it just reminds just, me of, like, in the you know uh, in the, in the scriptures, the the king that used to talk to John the Baptist, he said he didn't he didn't like what he said, but he knew he was a prophet, so he would listen to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, it don't you know. make you feel good. Hey, <laughs> hey, I don't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Those but are I the best kind of conversations, and I'm so right. glad to hear somebody else saying that about Dre because sometimes when he talks to me, I'll be like, "Bro, shut up!" <laughs> For real? Why For real? Like, this? like I don't want to hear this. Like, man, I'd be like, like Dre, people I'm call not, me, we'll talk, and then they'll be like, "Man, I knew I shouldn't call you." For <laughs> real? <laughs> hey, no, literally. Literally, there have been times when I purposely did not call Drake because I knew if I talked to him about that one thing, he was going to say some stuff I really wasn't trying to hear. And I probably <laughs> even knew exactly what, what, what it would be because, you know, the Holy Spirit was already telling it to me. And then he just used Dre to, you know, confirm things. So I literally will avoid Dre at times. Not as much now because <laughs> he's kind of like the only person I got to that I could feel comfortable with talking to human being wise so uh you know but I, I appreciate that so much I appreciate you allowing the Holy Spirit and, and God to like use you in this moment to help you know convict your boy because I was like you know yeah like I, I'm I be making you, up a lot of excuses I ain't gonna <laughs> lie I make up a lot of excuses we all stuff. do as humans you know and that's yeah. why I be telling you, man, iron sharp is iron so that even when you told me like we started inviting guests and I was like okay Chantel Okay, Paul. You know, like I knew the people that was like, yeah, we got them on the show. You but you gotta prep me for this, though. Okay, consider yourself prepped. Anybody that Dre bring on the show, just know we gonna represent. Okay, yeah, because they gonna... <laughs> we got 
Uh, yeah, but like Paul, Paul Cam didn't convict me like this. This was another level of conviction. You know what I'm saying? I, I told you I got the Jermaine. I got the Jermaine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel it. I'm, I husband, feel that. When you meet my husband, you will know why. Like my husband is a mighty, mighty, great, 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 awesome, awesome, awesome man. Like it's people always pulling him to different. Let me tell you. Okay, this is the main thing. For fun, this man does personal development. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm here watching the Atlanta Housewives, and he's sitting over here listening to <laughs> Girl Ridge by Rob Proctor. Which, if you have not read that book, in in in, I still haven't read it. Huh? I said I have the book, and I still haven't read it. Okay, well let me tell oh, you. Leave me alone, Chantel. Leave me alone, because now you now you no, really, no. you're starting to sound no, like no, Drake. See, this is this is the thing with a Drake coming now. Listen, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I don't know how many books that I have that are like stacked up. Do the audio, bro. Do the audio. Pay the money to do. I don't know if you got an, an iPhone, Android, whatever. Uh, what are you talking about? Do uh, audio books or whatever that's called? Pay the money. What you gonna yeah. pay? Like what? Let's just say it's twenty dollars. I don't know, or twenty or five dollars to get a book here and there. You're gonna be making billions. So you don't want you playing yourself. And I'm talking right. to myself too while I'm saying this. You don't want to invest five, ten, twenty dollars in an audio book and invest the time to listen to it while you're driving around or in the shower instead of playing the latest Drake song. I love Drake, but Drake ain't putting no money in my pockets. Right. <laughs> so you got you gotta no, get the real. audio book, bro. You yeah, no, that, that's real real. That's real, but real. what I'm saying is he listens to this stuff for fun. And in the background, <laughs> I will hear it. And it's funny because when people call me on to do their conference calls or whatever it is, which I'm I'm grateful again that you guys have me on the show, I'm pulling from the stuff sometimes that I heard him listening to just in the background over the Atlanta Housewives or whatever show I'm whatever. <laughs> and I'm hearing people talking about, hey, you have to change your mindset. You have to change the people that you're around. You have to pay yourself first. Like the things I'm telling you guys, I stole it from Jermaine, honestly. You know, question, question on that, because you brought that up again. You said it earlier and then you just said it again. You said you have to pay yourself first. Yeah. So it, as an entrepreneur, is, is are you saying pay yourself first before you pay the, your business? Or what, what does that mean exactly when you say that? Well, okay, so pay yourself first just means, because um, we were talking about debt earlier, and a lot of people have that misconception, like, okay, when I get paid, um, I'm going to pay my bills, 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 like, you know, lights, electricity, groceries, and then I'm going to pay my credit card bill and whatever debtors, if I got medical bills or whatever. But mm -hmm. here's the thing where people are messing up because it's not even really, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. It's not even about paying yourself first, right? Can I, Let me correct myself if I may. You got to pay Jesus first. You got to pay your tithe. Because I'm telling y'all, when you start paying your tithes, it's going to be a difference. I'm not even lying to y'all. Like, I dare y'all. Pay your tithes. If if you haven't paid your tithes, your paying your tithes is 10% of your income so that means that when you get your check you do 10 percent of it that means if you braiding hair and slanging and somebody pay you a hundred dollars for some knotless box braids you pay a ten dollars to wherever it is that you serve at and if you ain't serving nowhere find somewhere because it's covid now and everybody is online google church <laughs> <laughs> like no more excuses no more excuses yeah. i'm with it 
So you pay, pay, pay your tithe. Pay your tithe to RTC Ministry. I'm pay, thank you. <laughs> pay your tithe to R as in rock. No, no. R as in revolutionary. Thank you. Thank you. Pay your tithe to RTC Ministry. And I, I, I'm daring you guys, right? If it's your first time paying tithes, you're going to see a difference. If you already paying your tithes, start adding a little offering in there. Oh, let me uh, let me bless Dre with five or ten extra dollars. Watch what God doing your life. Man. Pay your tithes. I got, I got so many tithes and stories. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all the way with it. I'm all the way with this. For real, like pay your tithes first because you're honoring God, you're blessing the people of God, and you know you're you're in alignment, right? Because you got to put yourself in alignment, and then after that, pay yourself. You want to save some money for yourself. I'm sorry, this is me answering your question directly. Okay. Um, pay God, pay yourself, meaning like put money away, saving it somewhere. Um, in different places where it's going to be a best benefit to yourself. Because a lot of people don't know when you put your money in the bank, even in a savings account, you're not getting nothing back, Google. Yeah, it ain't growing. It's like barely <laughs> anything. That's like getting paid from Spotify for streams. <laughs> you know, I know that's strong. <laughs> just, just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Yeah, that's that's that you you have to so i mean i hope that answers your question directly if you do those things in that order and you do like this 30-day challenge and no spending no money but you but pay your tithes though pay your tithes pay your bills mm -hmm. but anything outside of that and if you still wondering hey where do i save my money at like i said contact me but do do the things in those order and then i'm telling you i want you to find me on instagram youtube wherever and come tell me what god did for you because i already know it's about to be a special blessing for you and i feel like it's too many times where people are not doing that and it's like and i'm, I'm this is what this was me and i'm like oh i'm a christian i love the lord but i wasn't paying my tithes and i'm praying mm. and i'm like well why are my uh prayers being answered are you paying the right amount of tithes? Do you know how to calculate it? Like you can find anything on Google. Uh, what's 10% of 1,200 or whatever it is, you know? But just mm -hmm. make sure you're taking the proper steps to do it before you sit up there and doubt God and be like, you're not answering my prayers and I'm trying to figure out why. Like, mm -hmm. do you have a relationship with God? Okay. I feel it. Um, Lord just spoke to answer. me one time and just simply said, don't expect support if you don't give it. You know what Ooh. I mean? So, you got to give it. So no matter what your situation may be on ties, you know, you support the kingdom. You know what I mean? When you sow into it. So I'm, I, I'm, right. I'm with that. Uh, just to answer Chantel's question, you know, 10% of 1200 is $120. Just putting that out there for anybody that wants to know. <laughs> Thank you. And um, hey. the thing is open. What's your cash app? How do they do it? Go to <laughs> find it. First you of all, follow the page girl. on Instagram. First of all, follow the page on Instagram. <laughs> it's it's, it's at r.t.c.ministry. underscore ministry. That's yes, the first thing. You follow the page you. and come to life training class. And, 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 and find it. Here. Because for real, like, go to this class. Like, I got to take a minute to say two things real quick. One, find it. Google it. Because I remember back in my days, 
Uh, I'm saying this on behalf of a friend. When my friend used to try to like find a guy or stalk a guy, she would go and go on Google and look everywhere and do everything to find a guy. <laughs> and when it comes time to do something for God, you get lazy. Girl, bye. You mm. don't want to. You don't want to drive 30 minutes to go to church because it's <laughs> far, but you will drive an hour and a half in hot traffic with no AC in your car to go see some dude. Like what? Man. <laughs> church for like a whole hour but you will you know talk to a guy who's putting you on hold every five minutes it's just like come on like get your priorities in order <laughs> right i just want to tell you that um actually i just want to make it known to the world because i know a lot of people are going to hear this like i said y'all channel this what you guys are doing is about to blow up dre is an amazing individual the first time i met you like when you told our story you had me in tears boohoo crying you definitely were speaking to me but what you're doing with the youth and with young people because young people forget everybody how everybody's saying oh this is our future this is our... no the future is here the future is now you are raising up and revolutionizing the way that god and his message is distributed is distributed to the people of today and that's mm -hmm. exactly what we need. You're not afraid to still keep the word, but like turn it without turning away from it into something that people actually wanna hear. And when you hear it, you internalize it. And when you internalize it, you live it. And when you live it, you please God. And that's exactly what man, you praise are. God, man. <laughs> Did she just low-key preach? I mean, for real. I mean, you know. Y'all ain't doing never knocking Y'all doing the work of God. Y'all doing the work of God, y'all. And when right, y'all do that, can't nothing come from it but blessings. You guys are like remove you from the equation. God is mm -hmm. in y'all. So it's really God talking to the people. We are just vessels. It's people out here that's really struggling and that really need us. And they don't want to go to that standard church where everybody is in a suit and tie. You can come right. in your ring of Jesus and talk to me. You know what I'm saying? You can tell me about how you just snorted something up your nose or you or you high or you uh you masturbating and you can't stop watching porn and stuff like that, but you want to change, you want to live for God, but you feel uncomfortable. Talk to Dre, talk to these men right here. These are men of God man. that want good for you, man. Like y'all, you know, you already know, like I love <laughs> for God this is real this don't this is not about Christian mommy billionaires this is about God this is about God this is about saving souls like when you ask me who am I I'm a Christian I'm a mom and I'm a billionaire but it's about saving a billion souls when you go to my channel that's the first thing I say I'm saving a billion souls for Christ and in order to do that God needs lots of people in leadership roles that are talking to people, but the people, you know, it's like they want to hear you talking. They want to hear what you got to say. So it's like, Dre, when you talk, people want to hear what you say. Like, watch what I tell y'all. This, what y'all doing, flip the switch, is about to blow up. The switch is about to break. Y'all don't need to... <laughs> Bro, did we or did I... <laughs> Did we or did we not just talk about leadership roles and how believers need to be in every part of the world? Mm -hmm. Like it was like a week or two ago. I was just telling, we were just having a conversation. I don't think I don't know if it was on one of the bonus episodes or if it was just uh, just us being on the phone. But I was just telling you, and we were just talking about this how 
there needs to be believers leading in every aspect in politics, Hollywood, all yeah. of it. Like we need mm -hmm. to be in everything, not just oh come to our church. No, God didn't. God, Jesus didn't birth out the church for us to be, live in some bubble, right? Mm -hmm. When when I birth when when I birthed this out with the help of Dre, this was not this, like the vision that I had was not about some some Christian or or religious or you know some some uh, organized thing. It wasn't about that at all. It was about, hey, people need freedom. We got to go beyond the four walls. We have to break down the walls. There, there needs to be no limits to it. So, you know what I'm saying? So we have to talk about every aspect of life so people can get what they need, period. Mm -hmm. This is kingdom business. Period. And, period. The king, and the kingdom of God has no limits. There are no, no limits. Walls. This is the only kingdom that we can live in that a person can be a part of that has no walls, no limits to None. it. None. Like man, this is like man. this is dope, y'all. Like, I, yeah, I'm telling like, you, I'm, I'm I'm not rocking because I'm rocking my baby. I'm rocking because of Jesus right now. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start speaking tongues up in this thing. Like, but you know, woo. <laughs> Let me tell y'all, this this is amazing, y'all. This is amazing. Like, this is just the beginning, though. Like, we gonna look back at this video and be like, man, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So listen, I pre I appreciate you. I know Dre does too, you know. Man. And I'm sure the listening audience they're gonna appreciate you too for coming on and sharing everything that you shared. This was definitely not just financial freedom. And and again, this series is just on freedom, independent freedom altogether. It's about being becoming uh uh you know independent uh or, or it's about detaching from depending upon people and things that we don't necessarily like need to rely on. We don't want to have a crutch anymore. You know what I mean? And it's about having that freedom to, 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 to use the tools and the knowledge that we have and, and apply the wisdom that we have so that, you know what I'm saying? So that we can be in a place of freedom so that we can go out and help others. And that's what this series is all about. So um, even though the goal was to definitely, which I do think we met, you know what I'm saying? That goal was to really start to dive into financial freedom. Man, like we we dived into some some marital things, some relationship goals. <laughs> I mean, we didn't drop you know what I'm saying? everywhere. <laughs> we, we we hopped on that same relationship goals reloaded uh wave that Mike Todd is on. Shout out to Mike to Mike Todd and, and Transformation Church, man. Like, listen, like we 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 about that freedom right now, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you so much, Chantel. I wish your husband could have been here. I respect it, you know what I'm saying? Y'all grinding, y'all doing your thing. Hopefully we can bring y'all both on together as a couple and we could talk about, you know, something. I don't know. We're gonna have to do something for the couples, you know what I'm saying, before this year is out and yeah. have y'all alone with us. But um, yeah, I appreciate you so much. Um, as everyone knows, or as everyone is getting used to now, we have a game called Quick Lightning. And basically what that is, that is a way for us to get to know our guests a little bit better uh, than what we did throughout the episode. So in, in this uh, episode, Chantel, she chose the categories of food, drinks, and music. So Chantel, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Me, Let's go. Let me tell you the rules real quick. Just, you know, just, re, you know, you cannot explain none of your answers. It's either oh, wow. this okay. or that. That is it. Ain't no explaining. <laughs> Ain't no explanations coming. Okay. So, you ready for this? Ooh, 15 questions. This, this three categories. Women, you know we always got something to say. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Sprite or fruit punch? Say it again. Sprite or fruit punch? Fruit punch. Luther Vandross or Marvin Gaye? 
Don't make that face. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Luther Vandross or Marvin Gaye? Ah! Why are you doing Come on, come on. I love you Luther. Luther. Tacos or burritos? Tacos. Prince or Michael Jackson? Ooh. Come on. Wait, wait. But I love Prince, though. Wine or beer? Huh? Wine or beer? Uh, wine. Domino's Pizza Domino's Pizza Hut or Little Caesars? <sighs> quickly, quickly, come on, let's go. Hey, oh my God, Domino's! <laughs> Kool-Aid or lemonade? Kool-Aid! New addition are the Temptations. Temptations. Water or Gatorade? Stop, water. Stop. Burgers with cheese or no cheese? No cheese, vegan. Orange <laughs> juice or apple juice? OJ. Mexican food or Italian food? Mexican. Erica Badu or Jill Scott? Oh. Oh, God, why you doing this to me? <laughs> Come on, let's go. Yeah, Jill Scott. <laughs> Yolanda Adams or the Clark sisters? Oh. Ah, really? No. No. <laughs> Barbecue chicken or fried chicken? Fried. That was hard, yo. <laughs> you can blame Drake for a few of those questions. I, I yeah. Myself, so I, I just threw those in there. Yolanda Adams. Yeah, that question right there. That's the one I asked him too. Yeah. That yeah, man. Right he went. I, I was mad, low key. Uh, listen, give give the people your handles so they can connect with you on on, on social media wherever you are. Um, so it's Christian Mommy Billionaires with an S because I'm building billionaires. Christian Mommy. Christian Mommy Billionaires. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Dre, we should do a, like a little uh, theme song for her. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That'd be dope. We'll I was actually about, just we'll talking talk about, about that. So that, like, yeah. Yeah, this is God, man. God is an immediate God. God is yeah, an amazing God, and y'all don't have to wait. Align yourself and just watch it happen. I feel it. I'm with it. I feel it. I'm with it. So, uh, y'all can also follow her. On that is that the same handle for all the social media platforms, or all the social media platforms? Yes. And At again, Mommy follow me. Call me everything I know, and I kind of just put my own swag and twist to it because I'm excited about women. But his is Jermaine Williams. Is J E M is the Mary A Y N is in Nancy E Williams. Um, he's the only one you can find him on all platforms as well. Inbox him, DM him. If you open to making extra streams of income around what you're already doing, or you just want to literally just get educated on it, he's a world of knowledge. And trust me, he would love to answer your question. Probably even give you more information than what you asked for. Mm -hmm. And he'll nice. be the happy heart. I'm with it. Listen, for those of y'all that are listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in with us. Next week, I got a special guest for y'all. I met this man at the LA Film School. His name is Julian Franco. He's coming on with us. He's into credit repair, so he's going to help us to, to learn some things about credit, why it's so important, you know, how it impacts the things that we're able to do or not do. You know what I mean? So listen, if, especially if you're struggling with your credit, you need this episode. So stop playing with yourself. Like Chantel said earlier, y'all quit playing with yourself. No, you ain't even playing with me. You playing with yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Me. Your future. Don't play yourself. You know what I'm saying? Come in and invest yourself. And this is free. Like these episodes for the for the podcast is free. If you want the bonus episodes and the, and the exclusive content and all those things, you know, flip the switch T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, 
you gotta be a patron for for those things minus the t-shirts we sell the t-shirts outside of the outside of patreon but you know what i'm saying if you want the exclusive content and all the extra stuff that come with it listen come be a patron you know what i'm saying Patreon.com. Shout out to the Patreons because I know they're going to get this episode early. So shout out to y'all. Oh, yeah. already a they, part of they that get these, They get these early, early. Like usually around about Monday or Tuesday, they get it. So um, we appreciate and everybody and for tuning in. It's not going to be free for much longer. It's not going to be free because it's going to be people pulling oh, you guys true. from all different kind of directions. So it's like, oh, it's true. going to be free. So oh. hop on now while it's free. Oh, oh Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Pull, pull me, Jesus. Like, like invest in yourself. <laughs> invest in yourself. Invest in black businesses. This is a black business right, ha- right here. This Absolutely. Is Absolutely. Right here. This is sewing into a ministry, meaning you're, you're paying, you're giving something into the ministry so you can tap into the things that they're doing. This is considering really supporting our community. So don't sit up here and put your fists up talking about Black Lives Matter, but then they're sitting here saying, hey, join on. How, how much is it? Like, how much what, is it? Just to be, oh, the t-shirts are 20 $20? Buy a t-shirt for $20, y'all. Like, support them. $20, that's nothing. Just do it. Just do it. I'm, I'm telling you, when you buy the shirt, and then you look down at the message, and you like, Wow, let me tell a friend about this. Tell your friend, yeah. spread the word because it's about to blow up, and then you do not want to just like get left behind. You know, I'm sorry for interrupting, but that was <laughs> no, no, you was good, you was good. So listen, again, we appreciate y'all. We about to get up out of here. I know y'all hear the the the. the, the the man cutting the grass in my background. I apologize yeah. for that. He interrupted <laughs> the session. He don't care. He ain't got no manners. It's all good. But listen, we're about to get up out of here. We appreciate all y'all. Y'all and can come back gonna next be week again. And right before you end it, I'm going to say this. I usually don't say this, but this might be an episode y'all want to listen to twice. I just feel like there was too much spiritual jams, oh, marriage jams, and financial jams all in one. Chantel, once again, thank you so much. I, I'm so glad you answered the call when I hit you up. So glad to have you here today. For real, thank for real. You, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate you guys trusting me with your audience. And I really just hope that people gain some information from this and from it that, like, your life will change. Like, once you finish listening to this, your life will not be different. And and that being said, for each additional episode that you guys do as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And with that said, we about here. We out. Peace. Watch me flip the switch like this. I flipped the switch ever since I put the emphasis on the infinite. Took my pain, flipped that in the bliss.